good girl. Good girl, good girl. You wanna sit with me? Hmm? Oh, you have the hiccups, huh? You have the hiccups. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to Thinkering. Uh, as you heard uh, in the intro, uh, I am with Nick and uh, our lovely mascot. Indigo the Thinkering Dog. Hey, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you see yourself? Nice. Yeah, looking good, kiddo. What's up, Jose? Oh, you know, it's just another another fine uh, episode um, with a couple of kinks uh, <laughs> to get it started. <laughs> yeah, of course, it wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't be an adventure if there weren't some obstacles, right? Oh, of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, today we're uh, going to talk about a few things that are uh, going to cover the topic of extinction or a lack of. Or a becoming of. And I don't like bees. Do you like bees? Uh, I do, actually. We just planted some lavender in our backyard so we can bring some bees into the backyard. I well, I mean, I understand they they are a vital function to our our, our being of in existence. <laughs> <laughs> they they help pollinate plants. Yeah, keep the cycle of life going. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think a lot of people realize the significance they they play it, 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 with that role because it's it, don't know the exact number, but what the population of bees have declined in the last decade. Oh yeah, yeah, quite quite significantly. Yeah, um, colony uh, collapse syndrome. Oh yeah. Yeah. So there is there was a little bit of news this week and there is a a bee that is about the size of a thumb. Mm. Yeah. Four times the size of a honeybee. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> It was thought to be extinct uh, a little close, you know, close to forty years, thirty-eight years ago, um, and was just rediscovered. And I don't know if this is if when they were talking about the the species of bee, because from my understanding, is insects and their lifespan isn't long. Yeah, it's only a couple of weeks, if if that maybe if that, months, yeah. right? Yeah. So this bee had to had to be in existence for thirty eight years. Uh, maybe we weren't looking hard enough for it, but at the same time, that's a big bee. How how yeah, how how do people miss bee. that? <laughs> well, I think first and foremost it was the Amazon. So that's our first answer right there. So um, I think yeah, there's plenty of stuff hiding in the Amazon that we we probably don't even know about yet, just because it's so dense um but my question is who who does who decided that they were extinct back 38 years ago or whatever and off of what premise did they decide that they were extinct was it just because they hadn't seen any in a while was it because 
they only knew one population and it was decimated. Uh, I'm, I don't really know because I feel like sometimes we can prematurely say that a certain ex you know species is extinct, but more and more they're finding that uh, no, some species are still around just in very small numbers. Well, I didn't like them for the longest time, obviously, especially as a kid. Um, I got stung by a few. Uh, and so I steer clear of them. But yeah, I mean, now that we have like a backyard and stuff, it's kind of nice to have them around. And uh, except for my puppy when she's trying to eat them, they're usually pretty innocuous. They just kind of do their own thing and, you know, don't bother anybody. Yeah. So. Okay. And with the magic of technology, I have the page up. And now I can show people what we're talking about here. So. If you can imagine in your backyard stumbling upon the picture um, that's on this article from Earther, um, <laughs> the bee, <laughs> compared to the bee that was found. <laughs> yeah. Just imagine you finding that. That is an ugly <laughs> son of a bitch right there. Good Lord, that oh. thing is so ugly. Oh, it's, 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 I mean, look at the pin, the, the mandible on that thing alone. That could probably take a finger off right there. Oh, like, Man, the rainforest is a scary place. I don't understand how those those people who, you know, those tribes who are super isolated, who've lived there in their entire existence, they just subsist. Like, you know, they have shit like that flying around. They have worse than that, you know, crawling all over the place. They seem pretty fine, though. Yeah. I just, I you know, I, again, it's one of those things where, like, I, I'm... I am always happy to see that we can rediscover, um, you know, anything that exists out there in the world, uh, mm. mainly because I just want to want want scientists uh, or or researchers to figure out the story. Like, you know, it they it's been it's been undetected or it hasn't they haven't seen it for so long. How did it stay in hiding for so long? Or mm -hmm. was this just a radical uh, process of evolution? I, I believe that uh, the article talks about how there. I mean, there's still running tests, DNA testing, to verify that it indeed is. Sure, it is. Yeah. yeah. But, well, I mean, I would think that okay, if it was only for 38 years ago that uh, this species was declared extinct, there should be photography of it, right? Or specimens somewhere. So, um. I don't know. I just think that the Amazon's a huge place and you're just shit's going to get lost in there. And if, especially when you're looking for something, it would be, it would be, it'd be different if you were saying, Oh, there are elephants in the Amazon. That might be a little bit easier to look for, but you're talking about something that's the size of a thumb, you know? Oh, wow. It's, that's very difficult. So the article talks about how, um, uh, uh, I guess there was a part when a person on eBay was selling a uh, what was thought at the moment uh, a a giant bee specimen, and it sold for nine grand. Oh yeah, on eBay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, well this is where oh, yeah, nice. I kind of see where <laughs> where I I want to have the focus on scientists and researchers to you know explain the story as opposed to having normal folk that don't know better. Yeah, to try to. Yeah capitalize on, <laughs> on this rarity finding the biggest bee in the world yeah, yeah. wow 
Well, regardless, that thing is the stuff of nightmares. And uh, yeah, I, I'm glad we don't live in the Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. Things seem cool when, you know, approaching the equator and then heading south. I, I <laughs> looking at our next article uh, that we want to, mm. you know, bring up. Um, regarding yeah. uh, an ex an uh, extinct uh, tortoise that is no longer extinct because it's been found uh, uh, in the Galapagos Islands, uh, yeah, the island of Fer oh, Fern Fernand Fernandina Fernandina. Uh, I am not Fernandina. Yeah, that one. There we go. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, According to uh, the government of Ecuador, uh, okay. So the last time that this tortoise was, and I, I don't think they li they literally mean this tortoise. Although it'd be that would be a trip if they actually mean this. They tortoise. just found the same tortoise, yeah, yeah. But I guess the species yeah. was the species was last seen in uh, 1906. Or... That's a pretty long time ago. Yes, that's 100 and. 13 years ago. 113 years, yeah. Ooh, it's a long time, man. Man. Yep. Uh, well, a, technically, a, a tortoise that was born in 1906 could still be walking around right now. It's true. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure. Well, the Galapagos Islands, they're unique in that they're like our uh, prime or our current time version of primordial soup right i mean it's yeah uh, yeah it's so many... Dar darwin and everybody was obsessed with that place well i mean the the fact that like there's so much uh evolving with different animals into different species mm -hmm. and adapting very specialized too since they're really only specialized for that location yeah um Again, one of those things were like, how uh, how did this tortoise manage to, you know, not be around for so long or stay in hiding for so long or just no one paid attention in the area where they may have found it? Uh, yeah, I think it might be a mixture of a lot of different things. It could be just, you know, people weren't looking for it. Sometimes when we definitively say something like, oh, a species doesn't exist, people are like, all right, well. No need to go looking looking for it then, but I know that there are certain individuals now who are who are taking the list of endangered species and actively going to look for them to to uh, to verify that they are indeed uh, gone or extinct. Yeah. So I think it. I think it's. I mean, like you know, the world is huge. Man. <laughs> the world is really big. Um, you know, like you got to think about how big the Amazon is just by itself, you know, the largest rainforest in the world covering countries, you know? Um, so yeah, I think that there's a lot more that we don't really know, but I think we get closer and closer every day. We keep finding new things. Technology definitely helps. Um, yeah. Same thing with the ocean. I mean, we, we find weird stuff in the ocean all the time. Oh, we yes. have no idea it existed. I mean, the one, I mean, the weirdest thing that I it cracks me up, uh, which is probably one of the reasons why I'm not, I'm not a, a big fan of seafood, especially with, um, uh, like 
uh, uh, calamari. And yeah. it didn't help that I found out what calamari, fried calamari is, you know, because I knew what the tentacles were, but I didn't know what the other part was, and it never registered in my head. The head. The head of yeah, the yeah. squid? Yeah. 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 Pretty good. Anyways, man. Good. <laughs> um, well, those it's a little chewy though. It it's is, a little chewy. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, the it's it's a it's a creature that exists in the water, but it has a beak. Mm-hmm. Same thing with an octopus. Right. How an octopus has a beak in the in the in the water world. Yeah. How to capture food is. It trips me out that the you know the the beak is still the same function uh, for a bird in the air. Yeah, it's like two different universes, yeah. but yeah, yeah, similar things. Oh well, yeah, and birds birds use their their legs in order to catch their prey, and then they use the the beak to rip it apart. Yeah, there's also a um oh the parrotfish. The parrotfish has a beak as well. And uh, it's exclusively made for uh, eating coral. So I think the beak is, is pretty good for crushing bone and, and uh, eating uh, anemones and starfish, which are what uh, octopi usually eat. Oh, yeah. Let's take a look at that, guys. Look at that. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> the parrotfish. Pulled it up. Oh, the parrotfish. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty, it's a pretty good-looking fish, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it looks like a parrot too, isn't that wild? That like, is a trip. It, it legit le looks like a parrot, yeah. And it eats uh, coral, and that's why it's got the beak like that. Yeah, the um, ocean is fascinating, man. There's just the weirdest creatures in the ocean. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, you don't like you don't like ocean creatures, huh? Uh, I don't I like bees, and I don't like ocean creatures. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so with this, with the first two things that we were talking about, uh, you know, the thought that went through my head about uh, all of this is the fact that extinction of certain species or creatures or even us, it, it's, it's a reality. Uh, how long we have as a, as a human society. Uh, yeah. Up until a couple of days ago, actually, I didn't, you know, think about that. But according to this uh, Science Daily article, we have a we have 140 years until <laughs> uh, what? Until we until the end of the world? Not to the end of the world. We're you know, for at least uh, when carbon levels um, oh exceed exceed yeah. what hasn't been detected in 56 million years. Which first off, the intercreationist in me. <laughs> Wants to mm. wants to challenge this. Like, how do we know that carbon levels were yeah. as high as they are yeah. fifty six million exactly. years ago? Earth is only five thousand years old, guys. Get with the program. It's also flat, and uh, space doesn't exist. No, it's a donut. <laughs> oh yeah, it is. That's a donut. That's the new one. Yeah, it's a toroidal tro 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 sphere. Um, <laughs> You're a toroidal uh, sphere. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, I what shit. So. Ah, fuck. You got me sidetracked there. What were you saying? What was I saying? Uh, creationists. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. So you're saying, oh, in 140 years, um, you know, we're going to have too much uh, CO2 emissions in the air. Correct. Um, yeah. Well, I, and when I say the end of the world, I should really be clear. And I think Dan, George Carlin said this. He said, 
it's never really the end of the world. The end of world, the world is going to be fine. You know, we're going to die off, but the world is going to carry on. And so, you know, if we end up dying off as humans millions of years from now, we may just reemerge again. Uh, who knows? Or so. or a new species comes about. They set up shop for a yeah. couple millennia, and then they discover. And our, then they start our digging bones. and finding our shit. Yeah. And then they start <laughs> saying like, "No, they they what are these? These never existed. Yeah. Like, how could they exist? No, no way. No, no. The Earth is only the Earth is only three thousand years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be a, that would be a brilliant cyclical irony right there, and that'd be nice. I wouldn't mind. No, I, I mean, you know, like there's there's definitely things that we need to worry about, but I think we also need to understand that we're not doing it to save the world or the, the world. We're doing it to save ourselves because the world will be fine. As soon as we all die off, it'll bounce back within a million years and uh, everything will be OK. It'll be a paradise again. So, I mean, we really just want to save ourselves as a population, which is obvious. I mean, obviously we do, but. Yeah. Let's not sugarcoat it. Let's just say what it is. Hey, we're all going to be dead in 140 years if we don't get our shit together. Yeah, pretty much. If if we don't, you know, keep yeah. gauging our uh, our need to burn stuff, which uh, I don't know. There's no real way out of it because if you go the eco-friendly, quote-unquote eco-friendly route, I mean, mm. what's the energy consumption or waste produced from making a battery for an electrical yeah. car yeah you know like yeah, i know there's yeah. there's there's pros lithium and cons mining the yeah. yeah the lithium mining in africa is terrible lithium mining in china yeah it's it's really bad and when something else that's uncomfortable to think about is that we're america is not the biggest polluter in the world and so really um, what needs to happen is that people need to care about the environment worldwide. We, we need to do our part for sure. And so we need to make sure we got our part locked down before we start, you know, telling other people what to do. But the rest of the world also has, has to start doing that. And I think that, you know, in order to care about the environment, you have to not be worried about starving. And right. there are people worried about starving every day. and they couldn't give a shit about the environment. Do you think that they care about a fucking lion in Africa when they need to feed their family? No, they'll shoot that lion, sell it and be able to feed their family for a week or whatever. I don't know. But, you know, until those matters are addressed, it's really going to be hard to get people enthusiastic about conservation because when you're in that ab abject poverty, how, why, why should you care? You have to worry about your kids dying, yourself dying, you know? So. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, awareness of what we can cause, because the other part of uh, the, you know, things that we started talking about at the beginning of the show is the fact that these mm -hmm. have been discovered, not making this accusation, but one fact that I know of, a lot of species, um, that have gone extinct uh, in the last century, century and a half, uh, is been caused by by human interaction, and yeah, absolutely. You know, it's <laughs> we have to we have to pay attention to what is going outside in the world as far as habits, you know, within ourselves. But mm -hmm. 
you never know when something's going to happen that changes the the course of of any uh, living organ living thing on this planet yeah yeah well and i think we need to be just realistic about you know what we what we need to do conservation is really important i love animals i fucking i love animals i would love to be able to see you know or not see, but I would love to hear that, you know, polar bears and tigers and lions are all doing better in their, you know, in their habitats, their populations are growing. But as long as you have people who think that fucking rhino nails are magic and tiger balls will kill, cure your cancer, then you're just not going to have that sort of uh, consciousness. And maybe we can't do that. I mean, is that pushing our, you know, ideas of culture on other cultures? I don't know. I mean, yeah. who are we to be the arbiters of their, of their, you know, wildlife and their resources? I just, you know, I, I think it's really a tough situation, but I think that the closer we can get to finding certain solutions um, would be great. I mean, I know we've talked about, you know, Boyan Slot before that, you know, uh, uh, Scandinavian kid that invented that machine that can uh, uh, projectedly grid the world of half of its ocean plastic in the next 10 years or something like that. Ugh. Yeah. He created some sort of machine and, uh, people are, I guess he's getting investments to do it. And so he's saying in, in 10 years, his machine could rid the ocean of half the plastic, which I think that that's what was something we desperately need. We need people doing that kind of stuff. How would that process? As much as we can. Well, how much, huh? like what size of, of plastic because that's another problem. I mean, in California, yeah. what I believe in the last couple of years, uh, there's or that I remember there was a push for banning certain body washes because you know the yeah. if for those of you micro beads, yeah, the, yeah. the micro beads they're they're plastic and they're mm -hmm. going into the ocean. Yep. So yeah, our sand is well, plastic. Be very careful about that too. But you know, like. Sand is also just silica, so I mean, I I I would I would worry less about microbeads and more about giant, you know, uh, six pack holders or whatever that, or plastic bags that sea turtles eat because they think they're jellyfish. But the little know? fishes they eat the plastic beads. Think of yeah, the little fishes. Okay. <laughs> well, we banned the plastic beads, so we don't have to worry about it. We're good. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I think that I think that we're I think if we aren't careful, we're 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 closer to destroying our oceans than anything else. I think. I think that that's that's the reality we're in and everybody wants to talk about, you know, the rainforest and stuff. And that's equally important. But I think that we're closer to destroying the ocean than we are almost anything else. Maybe save the rainforest. The rainforest might be closer, but. I think we also really need to focus on the ocean. Yeah. Um, and a good opportunity for, and a good chance for a good, awesome pun segue, uh, because uh -oh. yeah, I mean, we should, we should definitely be uh, aware of what we cause to the planet because I'd rather us be, uh, annihilated by other factors instead of our own doing <laughs> yeah right yeah <laughs> so to bring it would on it be, would it be terrible how terrible would that be if we if we solved all the world's problems 
and everybody was living in this utopia and then all of a sudden what happens is they <laughs> yeah a giant meteor happens which apparently <laughs> did happen uh this week yeah. in cuba yeah. uh yeah which of course you know in the, in the area that that killed the dinosaurs yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i we could be impervious yeah that one uh yeah mm. we we can become as extinct as everything that has become extinct on this planet yeah yeah very quickly. oh big time yeah yeah well yeah that's uh um there are i mean there's a certain sect of the scientific and geological communities that believe that uh the last ice age was was ended by a celestial event such as a comet or meteor hitting the north atlantic ice shelf or north american ice shelf so all at once there would have been a torrential ocean of water and that's where you get things like uh um you know uh, how utah and arizona and all of those you know desert states have a lot of water erosion in them they think that part of that could have been some sort of celestial uh, impact that hit an, a giant ice sheet and caused an ocean of melt water to wash over America. Yeah, yeah that's another yeah, thing. Too. Like, it's so crazy. <laughs> uh, what? We have uh, Yosemite? No, not Yosemite. Um, that geyser? Yellowstone. 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 Uh huh. We have that. That. The super volcano, the super volcano, yeah. and then uh, off the African west coast, there's a, a giant for, uh, formation of of uh, land that, if it were to do a landslide, oh yeah, like a, it's a continental shelf. Yeah, and if it were to fall, and yeah. if it were to fall, it would wipe it, everything up to the Rockies. Yeah, the eastern, basically half of America would be underwater. Yeah, yeah. and then and there's on... another one on the other side. There's another one on the other side too. <laughs> yeah, it, it, around For, Alaska and the West Coast. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. So, yeah, so there's a lot of there's a lot of really scary stuff that could potentially happen. I think that's you know, I it, it, it's so funny because I think uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson was asked not too long ago. Because everybody has this idea that oh we could we could stop a meteor from from hitting us, and apparently not too long ago he said oh no, we wouldn't have any chance to stop a meteor if we even saw it coming. So we're well, nowhere we're nowhere near being able to deflect meteors. We can hypothetically do it, but we would have to increase our satellite infrastructure and you know. What they think they could do is attach rockets to, you know, one side of the meteor and just give it a, a little burst of energy to put it off track by like, you know, a fraction of a degree and it would go around Earth. But that means you'd have to catch it in, you know, with enough time. Yeah. And we just don't have the capabilities of doing that. So, you know, you might wake up one day and just see a huge ball of, 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 you know, <laughs> molten you know iron falling from the sky <laughs> that would be horrible it I mean, would be pretty awful although it yeah. would be epic uh what because this past week uh there was uh signs of snow in and down in southern california uh yeah. with yeah. you know now we're, we're receiving this uh, uh bit of cold 
Yeah, we got the polar vortex too, guys. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the it's sub, all the 50 the degrees out here. <laughs> we got some small signs of snow, but so my point that yeah. I was trying to make right now is that uh, it would be epic if like something like you know a beautiful scene, waking up in the morning, nice little snowflakes that you could actually see as snowflakes, and you're mm. like, wow, today's gonna be a good day, and then you look up and this big bright star, and you're like, wait yeah. a minute, it's daytime. Why is that? And then boom. <laughs> oh man, did you ever see? Uh, oh god, did you ever see that that Russian dash cam video of the meteor hitting in Russia? Yeah, in fact, I can play it right now. <laughs> Dude, that shit is so gnarly. Uh, I, I would have, like... If, I mean, thank goodness that it wasn't that big because it didn't, like, nobody... I don't think anybody died. I think it destroyed a couple buildings, but that was it. Um, but, man, had it been a few feet bigger, that could have hurt a lot of people. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, there we go. Oh, wow. Yeah, it hit a building... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if it hit a building, but I think it shattered a lot of windows. I think it had landed in a field. But it's terrible. Oh, it did hit a building. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Jose, Jesus. <laughs> what the fuck? That's so that's so sucky. Could you imagine? Uh, do you think is it, do you think that person's insurance covers that? Uh I don't know how the Russian system works, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, they probably don't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing what a small piece of metal can do when it's falling at such a rate of speed, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, well, I, I figured, you know, it'd be a nice thing to talk about today. Uh, yeah, well, see. and then there was that one, what, the Amoa Moa or whatever? Oh. That uh, the, the thing that flew by us like three months ago, the cigar-shaped anomaly that flew by us yeah that people are still trying yeah. to figure out if it was a spacecraft they don't know what it is they don't yeah. know what it is the yeah. true definition of a ufo it's because they couldn't it identify is. it technically they could not identify it it was definitely a ufo it was interesting to shape because it was just it was like i guess it's something that we've never seen in space before that type of shape so yeah that's why they think it's you know they can't explain it because they've never seen that type of shape before I'm not saying that we're at a point where because how can I put this? I think uh, I had a professor tell me once, you know, it's uh, don't knock, don't think for a second that we're smarter than a person from the 20s. Um, yeah, we've just had more capabilities to answer a question. Mm. So, I'm not saying that everything that we're discovering now is because you know we've uh, it's our time. Like this could have been easily addressed, possibly a century ago, but. Uh, one would have taken a lot longer because of the technology um, that could have been available. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, now having said that, clearly the advances that we have created to make these discoveries, because uh, yeah, one, there's a a, a microwave uh, telescope that is supposed to start uh, detecting dark matter in space that's in the process mm -hmm. of being deployed um yeah obviously that's going to give a lot of opportunities for scientists and uh and others to you know look at the data try to analyze what well what dark matter is it, yeah that shit can that confuses the hell out of me yeah well because <laughs> it's not detected because but... it's like the idea yeah exactly it's like okay so there's this much amount of matter in the universe yeah and then they're like but there's like 95 percent 
not matter. And I'm like, oh, is that just nothingness? And what is that? No, nothingness? It's, 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 it's not matter. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's anti-matter. It's, it's anti-matter. It's yeah. anti-matter. That makes it sound more scientific. It's just nothing. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess so there's dark energy and stuff like that. But I mean, I don't know what we're supposed to. Well, I mean, what we're supposed to glean from what yeah, what's, antimatter is. What's the space? Because if if space is a vacuum, then yeah. obviously it's not air. What is it? <laughs> Anti-air. It, it 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 isn't. That's what it is. It it isn't. It's just nothingness, and there'd be some sort of insinuating that some sort of energetic field, and so. It's not nothingness. It's just that we can't perceive what that it what it is. Right. You know that I can understand for sure. Um, but then, what if we figure out that like like antimatter is this energy that's just like a web that's in the fabric of the universe? What does, that mean? does that mean like real? You know, is George Lucas trying to tell us something. Well, <laughs> I can tell you right now for the last uh, 30 seconds, at least uh, it's funny. I have this, uh, this conspiracy theory that whenever you or her or myself have something creative to, to actually say that has significance. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you, then we get glitches. You, yeah, you were, you were glitching out right now. And then, I mean, the only cool. thing I deal with on my end is yeah. that applications crash, <laughs> which yeah. has not yeah. happened on this system. This, this rig I made is, is working. I just hit the wrong buttons last time, and I think I have been doing well so far today. <laughs> yeah, it's going smoothly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it would be interesting to see if, like, there was a, a web of energy that was, you know, that made antimatter, I guess. Um, otherwise, if we're doing, if I mean, like, we, I guess we have to think that it's something. In order to be building this telescope to look at it, it has to be something. So I guess the question is, what is it? Um, But fuck, man. I think that that's, I I don't know. I mean, I don't know how close we'll come to figuring that one out. Because that seems like we're, we're trying to, we're trying to find a cheat code to figure out what, figuring out what the fabric of reality is. And I honestly, I'm thoroughly convinced that reality changes the moment we get closer to figuring it out. Wait, I know, I know the cheat code. Do you up, down, left, right, down, left, right, up? No, it's C E R N. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is their cheat code. That yeah. is the cheat code. <laughs> yeah, it is. Imagine yeah. that's like the master well. password for like some super super top secret government account. Yeah. The cheat code. Oh man, I don't know, man. I, I honestly, I, I don't know, but I do believe that rea- reality changes as soon as we get closer to figuring it out. So, I think that there's always going to be. It's like the, you know, like the cartoons when the guy, you know, when somebody's running down a tunnel and it just keeps getting longer and longer and longer. Yeah. I think that that's what I think that's what reality does as soon as we get close to finding out what it is. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the, I think that's the point. I think we're not supposed to figure it out. I think we are supposed to keep striving, but we're not supposed to ever find out definitively. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, this obviously is a you know a lot more that we can uh, we can add to do this, but oh yeah, um, yeah. but uh, we can save that for another episode. Yeah, <laughs> or we can uh, have our audience chime in. 
if you guys mm. have any questions about today's episode or want to add a few things, uh, send us an email, uh, dive at planktalks.com. That again, that's dive at planktalks.com. Uh, for Thinkering, I'm Joe. I'm Nick. Uh, until next time, uh, keep a look up in the sky because I don't want to go extinct yet and I don't think you want to either. Nope. All right, guys. 